Hello, and welcome to Rocket's Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Factor. I'm Simone de Rochefort, supervising video producer at Polygon, and I'm here today with Christina Warren, senior developer advocate at GitHub. Did I get it right? You got it right. (laughs) Yay. This is, I mean, okay, so Brianna is still on vacation, and really what the last two weeks have been about is me learning Christina's title without having to remember <laughs> two titles at once, you know? Just take take one away. Let me learn what's going on with Christina. And then we'll figure it out. <laughs> You're finally doing it. You're finally doing it, baby. Finally doing it. We have an exciting show for you today. A little brief update on one of our favorite scamsters. And then we'll be talking about, can you believe it? Some tech topics. (laughs) Uh, We'll be talking about uh, some roadblocks for the Activision Blizzard and Microsoft merger, as well as the uh, open beta of a new decentralized social media app called Blue Sky. For desserts, we're going to be chatting about the degrading relationship between Disney and our favorite Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, um, our only Florida governor, really. Mm -hmm. So the worst. You, you know that you know he's only forty four. Is he? He feels like an ancient uh, sort of crypt monster that has yeah. been plaguing yeah. the people. I, you're not wrong on that, but I I was a little bit surprised. I I, I learned this like a few hours. Does that ago. make him an elder millennial? Uh, no, he's he's okay. like he, he's, he's like Gen he, X. He's cusp. He's like cusp. He, he's literally like that. Like he was born in seventy eight. He's re- he's literally the cusp. Absolutely horrifying. Thank you. Our boosties <laughs> are going to get a dose of patented Christina and Simone chaos because Woo. we will be discussing some of the most salient and important rumors of our time. Mm-hmm. Those being the completely unfounded and almost certainly false dating rumors of Fernando Alonso, Formula One driver, and Taylor Swift, pop star, international uh, extraordinaire. And I cannot wait, Christina, because obviously I, I, I would consider, between the two of us, I consider you the expert on Taylor Swift, although I enjoy Absolutely. her, obviously. 100%. Like, I, like you're, you're a big fan, but like, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm the one who's like been here for like, like decades. you're the one who's yes. literally going to her concert this week <laughs> true true first of three first of three and i am the person who's going to the miami grand prix next two weeks from now to see my wife fernando mm-hmm. alonso so <laughs> i mean i mean imagine okay so so you have to tune in to, to hear this information because like our wives our could, wives our wives could be getting married our wives. Oh no, Christina. <laughs> okay. Wow. It, it's really just going to be kind of a grieving session, I think. Yeah. But let's get into it. Let's get into it because we were on a time crunch. All right. Here's our update. Here's our big update. Top of the show. Elizabeth Holmes meant to report to prison Thursday, this day of recording. She will not because mm-hmm. uh, her team has filed an appeal to the court order. Uh, that she appear in prison. Uh, previously, she had asked to stay out of prison while her team continued to appeal uh, the verdicts. Um, and the court, the judge was like, no, go to prison. Um, but they have appealed that, of course, because that's uh, how the court works. So as per the court's rules, she will remain free 
somewhat longer, meaning that, uh, let's see, you will remain in $500 somewhat Correct. longer because you are not paying Brianna Wu on our bets, your bets, until Elizabeth Holmes sets foot in prison. That's right. That's right. And and I would like to thank um, the uh, the appeals court uh, in, <laughs> in, the, in the federal district of uh, Southern District or whatever of, of Northern California, whatever district this is in the ninth district, I think it is, because um, as Simone stated, and as we'll be talking about more in our in our boosties segment, please subscribe. Also, please subscribe. So I oh, can yeah. Pay off Go to Relay.fm slash membership to learn how to do that. Exactly. Uh, really. Uh, FM slash membership. Uh, sign up. Uh, but as, uh, as as we'll discuss, um, I made kind of an impulsive decision this week to take my mom to Taylor Swift, and um, I, uh, I I I could use the the, the delay in in paying yeah. in paying things off. Let me just put it that way. So, and here's the thing: what this has done is I, I know what when this initially when you initially said I'm not going to pay up yet. Brie was Brie took you to task a little bit and she you did. said, you know what? Anything could happen. I will I not did. believe that that woman is going to jail until she sets foot in jail. Absolutely. And I think that over and over again, you have been proven correct <laughs> in saying, mm, I'm going to hang on to that $500. Yeah. And, and you know what? Uh, you may have made an unwise financial decision in making this bet, but in delaying payment, you have mm-hmm. shown wisdom and growth <laughs> right so. right right yeah again look i'm i'm under no illusions that i am almost certainly going to to lose this money that said <laughs> my whole point with all of this was just like this is not going to be an easy like oh we're sentencing you and you're going to jail because yeah. a i didn't think she was actually going to get convicted um and and b or or sentenced let alone sentenced to this length yeah. of time or b uh, I was under no illusions um, that the system of justice that we are in uh, means that someone like her someone would, just money? Re- w- w- would just report uh, when when initially supposed to. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. You, uh, listen, you're you're getting you're earning interest on that money. And that's what matters. <laughs> OK, let's move on into our main topic of the day. Uh, Microsoft and Activision Blizzard. The. $68.7 billion merger has hit a roadblock in the form of the UK's Competition and Markets Authority, or CMA, uh, which has effectively blocked the merger over concerns about cloud gaming. The CMA says that the merger could, quote unquote, alter the future of the fast growing cloud gaming market, leading to reduced innovation and less choice for UK gamers over the years to come. Um, the CMA's conclusion seems to hinge around whether or not Microsoft's uh, Microsoft and Activision's games or Microsoft would make Activision's games, which I guess will become its games exclusive to Xbox Cloud Gaming and the Xbox ecosystem. Uh, this has been on the radar for a while. It was, I think, part of the initial concerns that were raised about this. And Microsoft has spent, you know, a few or basically, you know, since the deal was uh proposed trying to mitigate these concerns it signed deals with uh nintendo to bring like call of duty to that platform uh with other cloud services like nvidia's geforce now as well as ubitus and boosteroid um promising basically like it's basically signing 10-year deals with those platforms to say okay you can have activision games on your cloud gaming services we're not locking them up um so they're they're 
turns out there are other cloud gaming services out there that aren't just Xbox Cloud Gaming, which was news to me. I was going to no, say it, it wasn't news to me. I'm, I'm joking. But also, like, come on. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say I was like, OK, yeah, because because NVIDIA's thing is 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 actually it, like there's not. I mean, there there are services where you can play games on the cloud. Yeah. But- and Amazon Luna, which like has, I guess, the infrastructure potential. But anyway, anyway. Um, so UK regulators, let's see this quote. Oh, comes. oh yeah. And, b- and before we get into yeah, this, just, just just my disclosure. Uh, yeah, I yes. used to work at Microsoft. Uh, I still work at a company owned by Microsoft. I have Microsoft stock. That is that is a fact. And 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 that that will not change. Uh, I am. Uh, uh, I, I, I know a lot of people in Xbox. I have no insight into any of this. Uh, but uh, that's that's my my conflict of interest statement right there. Thank you for remembering to do that because I forgot. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so initially, I think a lot of the the noise about this merger focused on whether or not Call of Duty would end up siloed away on Xbox. But the cloud gaming thing is actually the bigger issue uh according to these regulatory bodies so now it is the time to talk about it as nicole carpenter writes over on polygon.com a website that i work for uh the big picture of cloud gaming includes everything around how information is stored saved distributed and accessed although i from what i've seen most of the cma's discussion of it is about like uk customers being able to access games yeah yeah it's not it's, it's not like a gdpr i don't think technically applies anymore because yeah. uh the uk is no longer part of the european union and the the rest of of uh europe hasn't uh, expressed the same concerns in this way so i think that the data thing is sorry go on no 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 finish your that was me li- that was my listening face okay that was okay. me making my yeah. <gasps> where's she okay. going with this face yeah no i was gonna say so so i mean i think that I, I don't think the focus is honestly about like customer data. It's really yeah. about like uh, what, what you were saying about like uh, can we have cla- Call of Duty on my phone? Exactly, and and what, what does that do for for potential um, competition things? Yeah. Um, One so, more quick point yes. to your point. Uh, let's see. The EU's decision is going to happen on May twenty second, and then our own FTC over here has like expressed that they are against the deal, and that's kind of where the other regulatory bodies stand. Yeah, let me just briefly. I mean, th- th- it was news to me, I guess, that uh, the UK could and or would block this merger. I was like all focused Same. on the FTC's. Uh, opposition to it. I, mean, I had no idea. I had no expectation of this. So no, open floor. No, I was going to say I didn't either. I mean, I think that's a great point. In fact, uh, Brad Smith, who's uh, Microsoft's uh, president, chiefly uh, he's not uh, chief legal counsel, but he's he's the the president, and, and basically like he handles a lot of the legal things. Um, he's um, uh, he reports directly to, uh, uh, to, to to Satya. Uh, he's a big deal. He's the one who works on these sorts of things. Um, and, and he says, uh, he called this, uh, what was, what's the, the, the quote, um, says that, um, call this a, the darkest day, uh, oh. in, in Microsoft's, uh, four decade relationship with, uh, of, of working in the, in, in the country. And, wow. um, it, and, and he also says in an interview with BBC's wake up morning program, Mr. Smith said Microsoft was quote, very disappointed with the CMA's decision. Um, and quote, but more than that, unfortunately, I think it's bad for Britain. Uh, and, and then, um, he says it, it does more than shake our confidence in the future of opportunity to grow a technology business in Britain than we've ever confronted before. 
People are shocked. People are disappointed. And people's confidence in technology in the UK has been severely shaken. There's a clear message here. The European Union is a more attractive place to start a business than the <gasps> United Kingdom. Ooh. Yeah, there there is some girl animosity. <laughs> girl. Microsoft is peeved. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I and should ABK. note and and I should note like it, this is that's kind of significant right there. I think that the response to this is really interesting because I can tell you Microsoft has a significant uh business interest in mm-hmm. the UK, uh, we have like a uh, they have a significant like local entity um, that, that that runs. Um, you know, they have tons of jobs. They have uh, uh, tons of like data centers, uh, t- tons of contracts, wow. and so I, you know, I, I I don't. I mean, and and the implication there, I kind of don't know if he's wrong in so, in saying that that it's it's. I mean, whether you think that it, it it's a good or a bad thing, like if you think the merger is a good or mm-hmm. a bad thing, uh, putting that aside, I I think that there is something to be said that like we like you said we don't know what the EU's response is going to be, but so far their objections have not seemed to be anywhere near as strenuous as this. They yeah. they they've they've seemed much more open to the carve outs, and it, you know like conventional wisdom would say. One of the reasons why, and, and this, I, the, I don't even think that this is conventional wisdom. I think this is a straight up fact that the re, one of the reasons that you see so many tech startups in the United States versus the rest of the world is mm-hmm. because of regulatory situations. Yeah, and 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 I and, and again, I'm not making a judgment to say like it, it, like I'm 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 against regulation. I mean, I, in general, I do think the government regulation tends to be bad because most governments don't understand things. But I'm not against like the the sentiment that's behind it. I, w- I want to make that clear. But I, yeah. I do think that there's something to be said for the fact that you don't have the the startup ecosystem and and you don't see massive, you know, huge companies being able to start from nothing in other places. Uh, I think there's there's truth to be said in that. But I in my mind, like the the UK, at least historically, has tried to try to hold itself as a little bit separate from mm-hmm. that. Like uh, hence one of the reasons of like breaking apart from the EU to begin with. So, uh, but man, those are some fighting words to be saying that about a very important partner. Um, I mean, it, it's almost, it's almost like he's being like, well, you know, if you don't, if, if you don't want our gaming deal, we'll, we'll pack up our toys and go home. I mean, he's not actually yeah. saying that, but, but that's, that sort of comes across that way. It, it really is. And I think obviously it, it needs to be because they're looking forward to whatever's going to happen with the FTC. They're looking forward to like how is the eu going to react to the uk making this decision given that not not that uh governing bodies function like high school cafeterias however the eu seems to have enjoyed giving the uk a little middle finger lately because of the brexit so (laughs) i'm curious to see i mean i i there obviously as you pointed out their decision has or their their indications have been mostly in favor of their merger but i don't imagine that the uk making this decision would sway them the other way um but it is very it, it feels strange to me like from my reading about it reading like their the CMA's reaction to the deals that Microsoft made uh let's see quoting from the Verge piece the CMA says the deals are too limited in scope with models that meant gamers had to acquire the right to play games quote unquote by purchasing them on certain stores or subscribing to certain services 
That that doesn't that's that's, that's not accurate. I I don't I I do not I do not I truly do not understand to be perfectly honest with you. Like the the merger um for better or for worse. I I will say like the consolidation that's happening within the gaming industry I don't think is necessarily good sure. having one of the biggest like frankly the one the company that makes the best game subscription service has the biggest cloud service uh makes a lot of notable big games having them purchase one of the biggest game developers is i think a a concern uh when it comes to talking about monopolization this specific issue i do not understand at all because microsoft has historically been the company that is most devoted to making sure that you can play its games exactly. on other platforms because they know that once you do, you'll be like, huh, it seems like these are good. Right. Maybe I should consider this platform, which is kind of what how like competition is intended to work. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I mean, like I, I, I could understand this argument if Xbox was not in third place. Mm hmm. Right. Yeah. But but the Nintendo Switch and especially like Sony are so like way more people have those consoles. That's just a fact. Yeah. Now, if you're counting PC gaming with it, then that's different. But like, I don't think that's fair. First of all, I think that they're completely different markets. Yeah. Um, second of all, actually, to that point, that's a thing that you would think would, would make that they would be happy about. And the fact that you can play Game Pass on both your PC and your Xbox Right. And yeah. and, you know, potentially even your phone, if, if you're doing like the streaming that way. I mean, that that is kind of one of the the, the things there is that, it, you know, in terms of, of what sorts of games you have access to if, if publishers choose to, to opt in. Um, it, yeah, it just it, it makes very little sense to me. Um, this is something I'm, I'm quoting now from um, uh, a, a piece from from Bloomberg um, that uh, that was that was uh, updated um, uh, yesterday afternoon. Um, uh, a, she says that uh, cloud-based gaming services generated just 5.1 billion in 2022 revenue, while console sales amounted to nearly 35 billion, according to research firm um, Omdia. And so that would be like I'm assuming globally, uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure if, if that was like constrained to one area or not. But but that even in itself, we're talking about a very small amount amount of revenue in comparison. And then uh, this is another quote from the piece: "It's just not a big market," said Michael Pactor, an analyst at Wedbush Securities, citing cloud gaming's volatility and potential to change. Mm-hmm. "Quote: It doesn't make sense that Microsoft would keep nascent cloud gaming services that haven't even been imagined yet from launching by locking up content." He compared the agency's reasoning to the idea that no other streaming service could compete with Netflix. And yes. and, I, and I think that that's 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 exactly it. I mean, because there's from from I mean, there's nothing that's in this carve out from what I can even see that says, "Oh, we would not allow these games to be on any other." cloud gaming service that does not even exist yet right yeah. like, and like i don't think that they will no honestly. i don't either because it, it goes <laughs> it against their interest them at all i was gonna say it goes against their interest to be like oh no you can't play any of these these games on any other cloud gaming service like it, it goes against their interest like yeah i mean you know at least for something like this and they've already said that that for 10 years you know franchises like call of duty will be available other places um and I mean, look, Sony, I, I have to give Sony credit for this. They've done a hell of a snow job because they don't yeah. even have a cloud gaming service. 
Yeah, the PlayStation now or whatever are crapping it is, it, the bed on this particular front. They are. I mean, I mean, to, to, to the point that like Sony literally, it's like also with what infrastructure, Sony are, are you like, yeah. like are, are are you doing this? Like, it's bizarre. And I, from what I understand, Microsoft has approached Sony about like making sure COD is still yes. available on its platforms. And like, if we're talking about exclusivity and making games not available, Nintendo and Sony. So but Sony, primarily Nintendo are the yeah. two companies that are, that don't do that. That right. are notorious for locking well, their games to specific and, consoles. And I would say the difference here is Nintendo does not acquire game studios. True. So yes. Nintendo, I don't think, is actually relevant in that, in that conversation. They don't acquire game studios. Yeah. So this is about an acquisition. Sony, however, does. And with the exception mm. of Bungie, uh, who they, they acquired last year, uh, Destiny is cross-platform. Every single studio that Sony has acquired is for exclusive Sony only um, uh, games because that's part of what they do to make the PlayStation attractive that is what they do whereas if you look at the the history of like Xbox acquisitions yes there have been Xbox exclusives there are a few things from Bethesda and others but by and large the big Mm -hmm. franchises like that has not historically been the case at all like that's actually kind of been one of why because like Microsoft has to sell its products on Steam, yeah, like they know that no one hates Microsoft. Like no, 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 no two companies are 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 more like kind of at odds with each other and yet dependent on each other than than Valve and Microsoft. <laughs> and and that and yet that works right. Yeah, like like literally like the b- the biggest things are available on Steam. So. I, why anybody would think like all of a sudden, oh, we're, we're not going to allow um, games to, uh, especially from big franchises um, that are already cross-platform, we're not going to allow that to happen. Like, look, yeah. net, net new, brand new content, like Greenfield content, okay, maybe you have that argument, but that's not a franchise yet. Like, that's not, that 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 becomes to me, that's just like a competitive, like, how yeah. is that different than any other exclusive? Well, and here's the other thing, I, I guess to make some final points, so many, uh, a lot of the big games that we're talking about here from Activision Blizzard, like Overwatch, mm-hmm. multiplayer. Yep. Benefit to having it be cross-platform. Yes. Um, let's see. It is, I, I'm totally blanking on other games. <laughs> but like Activision Blizzard does make multiplayer games that, uh, COD, freaking COD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, COD is a huge one. Well, I was going to say, and, yeah. and, and, th- and this is the thing, like if you look at it historically, who's the company that has been absolutely adamant against uh, cross-console play? Sony. Yeah. Even Nintendo <laughs> is like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it it is very, it, it's bizarre to me. We'll continue following this. I do not understand the reasoning at all. Um, but, and, and like I said, I, I do think that this acquisition, it doesn't speak very highly of the, like, the way that large companies are consolidating in the games industry and the options open to us. However, right. Microsoft, like Microsoft's relationship to players I will say has always seemed super beneficial to me. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think that this decision is very weird. Yeah, I I I, I do too. And the, and the last thing that I would just have people think about is, and again, I'm not I'm not necessarily arguing on behalf of the the acquisition, the consolidation thing, as you mentioned, is a concern. Yeah. That said, um, what does what does Activision Blizzard look like as an independent entity? Um, it means they're probably going to acquire a whole bunch of other companies. Yeah. 
Uh, they'll do it themselves. Like, like, okay, like, what happens theoretically if 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 this isn't allowed? Microsoft pays the 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 breakup fee as as required, and then um, Activision decides to merge with EA. Yeah, well, yeah, you're you're completely right. It is not good (laughs) because I, I I guess my point is whether you agree with this or not, I don't think that this changes the consolidation story, and I don't think that this this. There, there are plenty of reasons I think that you could be objecting to the deal. This particular line of thought is just very odd to me. Yeah. Uh, I remember the other thing I wanted to say, but no, yes. we don't have, <laughs> sorry. It's just purchasing games on certain stores or subscribing to certain services is the entire model of the games industry. Yes. It's very funny to me. No, no, I was going to say, I was like, that. that is literally the whole thing. Like, it would be wonderful. You're telling me I have to buy games on the services on which they're available. I was going to say. And they don't like, just automatically make them available for every single device that I have. Right. Why? I was going to say, yes, that would be lovely if I didn't have like multiple copies of, of okay, if I didn't have Grand Theft Auto Five, yeah, on literally six different consoles. If they didn't keep re-releasing Skyrim. Yes. For every device under the sun. <laughs> Right. That's what okay. I'm saying. Anyway, all right, we're done now, but that's anyway. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Factor. This spring, you need nutritious, convenient meals to energize you for warmer, active days and keep you on track, reaching your goals. Factor is America's number one ready to eat meal kit and can help you fuel up fast with ready to eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and tackle everything on your to-do list. So skip the trip to the grocery store, skip the chopping, the prepping, and the cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, which is way faster than any takeout option. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy, then get back outside and soak up that warmer weather. There are delicious flavor-packed options on the menu each week to fit a variety of lifestyles. Like, for example, there's a keto menu, there's a calorie-smart options, which are around or less than 550 calories per serving. You got vegan, you got veggie, you got protein plus, all prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. Each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long while meeting your goals. With 34-plus chef-prepared, dietitian approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45-plus add-ons, including breakfast items like egg bites, smoothies, and more. I personally, so we were offered and received uh, Factor meal kits, uh, Mm -hmm. Christina and I said, Yes, free food. Yep. Uh, so I very happily received a huge box yes. of, I think, eight meals and a bunch of smoothies. And I'm actually drinking uh, a, let's see, strawberry banana smoothie right now. And it is freaking good. Um, so far of the meals, I tried the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken with cauliflower rice, which I loved. It had this, it had the exact right amount of creamy sauce so that I could eat the chicken with sauce with every bite. Um, I also tried a vegetarian tamale bowl with spiced sweet potatoes and pickled jalapeno crema, uh, which I had yesterday for dinner. It was also freaking delicious. I was gobbling a whole mouthfuls of that like I was a little piggy. Uh, Christina, you were telling me you got the keto menu. Uh, anything from that you've tried? 
Yeah. So um, I, I had, uh, what did I have? It was, uh, just had it pulled up. Um, it is uh, a sun-dried uh, tomato chicken with zucchini noodles. Hmm. Really, really good. Really, really good. And and like like you said, like it has one of those things where, you know, um the sauce like is consistent. Like you feel like you have enough sauce consistent for every sauce. bite. Uh yeah. and, and the the zucchini um uh noodles um were good and and those are I was that was something I was a little bit concerned with. I was like, mm, how is that gonna do like being kind of reheated, you know, in in, in a microwave yeah. or or in an oven? Um and and it was great. It was great. I mean, I, I have to say, um, one of my like the reason I usually haven't like opted in when companies offer to send us these food things is because like the some of the other like I'm not I'm not gonna put I'm not gonna do the 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 prep work of of making the the food myself. You're not going to cook. No. I'm <laughs> yeah. Not. So that that is obviously like the, the one of the benefits of this and what sets it apart. I'm obviously a person who loves cooking, but if you've heard I guess previous things have been like, well, I don't even want to prep things. I don't even want to cook. This right. is that. Uh, they, they deliver whole meals. They were chilly and wonderful. I put them in the fridge and I've been reheating them and they are yeah. delish. Well, well, that, so. that, that's the nice thing too. They're not frozen. Um, you know, this is, this is, they're, they're made fresh. And so, and I, I think that makes a difference. Um, I, I don't have a problem. You know, there are some frozen foods that are, are really good. This is, I think even better. This is one of those things you can tell, like they've, they've been made well. Um, they're shipped, they're chilled. Like you said, you can put them in the fridge and then, um, you know, heat them. Uh, you can do them in the oven or you can do them in the microwave. And um, and they're really good. And so I, I like the idea, like if you're in a place, I think, where you don't want to have to do any kind of meal prep and you also don't want to have to think about kind of a meal plan mm. um, and, and you don't want to uh, spend a significant amount of money um, on delivery or takeout. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Plus, Factor focuses on sustainability. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions to your door. Plus, they source 100% renewable energy for their production sites and offices. And they feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals. Head over to factormeals.com slash rocket50 and use the code rocket50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code rocket50 at factormeals.com slash rocket50. That's five zero to get 50% off your first box. Yes, rocket50 is the code and the URL. Thank you so much to Factor for their support of this show and Relay FM. Can't wait to eat lunch today. All right. Well, well, well. Another decentralized Twitter alternative is building steam out there on the web. It's Blue Sky, uh, which actually started as a Twitter side project and spun off on its own in 2019. It went into beta in February 2023 and has been, as a uh, British Formula One commentator might say, hotting up uh, over the last... (laughs) month. Uh, As Decrypt.co writes, um, some of the innovations that Blue Sky is offering are algorithm and moderation transparency. Uh, You can change the moderation and algorithms used on your personal profile feed. Uh, But the decentralization of it is perhaps the most game-changing aspect, which we're going to talk about in a second. First, more context. Right now, Blue Sky is invite only with the obvious long-term goal that it will obviously be publicly available eventually. Uh, Visually and functionally, it's very similar to Twitter with comments, likes, and the equivalent of retweets, which are reposts, as well as a 256-character limit. Uh, Christina generously 
sent me a code and you're on it as well. Um, I am. The big changes that Blue Sky brings, though, are basically all under the hood. It uses the authenticated transport protocol. And at that point, I'm going to throw to Christina to tell me what that is. Yeah, why it matters. So it's similar in some ways to uh, ActivityPub, which is what Mastodon uses, and so um, it, it. But 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 it doesn't use ActivityPub for a couple of reasons, and one of the reasons that it doesn't use it because that's like a frequently asked question, like why did you create your own protocol, which is open and and which could be used by others. That's the idea. This is okay. Sorry, sorry to back up a little bit more. Yeah. Blue Sky is the first application that they've released. It's kind of a hack, uh, actually. It was kind of what it was developed as to show off the at protocol. And um, similar, in in some ways, this is similar to the original app.net, which is where Brie and I met, which was, you know, kind of supposed to be like, what what if there was like a, a Twitter, but you paid for it and and you could also have APIs and you could build other things off of it. And then and and that was a vision from more than a decade ago. And it didn't it didn't um take off. Um it, I think uh my argument at the time was because the only thing that was built using it was was a Twitter clone and then mm. and nobody explored the other possibilities. This the idea is that you could build other things um, more than just a Twitter clone. The same way that we've seen mm-hmm. ActivityPub, you know, support things uh, like like PixelFed, which is like an Instagram thing, and some other services. Yeah. The idea is that you could do more things with this, and and it's it is decentralized um, in in nature. Although the decentralization has not launched yet, there's only one node, um, but. Uh, more more servers and more nodes will be coming online um, because this is still invite only. They're still figuring out, um, getting certain things finalized with the protocol. Um, the CEO uh, Jay, uh, she's been really uh, really transparent on the platform about uh, why they've made some of the decisions they've made, including the fact that right now, and this is just sort of a warning for people. I haven't seen any any negative things um, happening, but like they don't have blocking implemented as a feature yet. You mm-hmm. can mute yeah. people, but you can't block. And and there are technical reasons for that. That has to be built into the spec because the idea would be, okay, well, if I block someone, what does that do for other servers? And how what does that do to that sort of yeah. content? And, and because- how does... Sorry, go on. Sorry, one of the things I was reading about it was that what part of the appeal is theoretically, because it is decentralized, you could have everyone that you follow kind of migrate with you to if yeah. you move to another platform you could still follow people that you had had on right. blue sky if you decide one day bye-bye right um so i i do to your point yes i see how blocking could become complicated in that exactly case. And, so, and so they want to do it the right way um they also have kind of a an interesting uh, moderation kind of system meaning that like people can flag things but you can also choose what moderation engine you want for your specific instance is is what the idea is going to be they're calling it compostable moderation, which I think is interesting. Similar to Mastodon, as you said, the idea is that you can, you know, um, kind of migrate your followers to different servers and accounts. However, unlike Mastodon, and this is a thing I I really like about this protocol, you can take your posts with you too. So Mm -hmm. one of my biggest criticisms of Mastodon, um, and and, and not so much ActivityPub, but but Mastodon, um, uh, and Mastodon has zero interest in implementing this. Um, It's been an open issue for more than three years. And the the developer response is basically just to say this is hard and, and we don't care enough about doing it, is that you cannot import your old posts onto a mm-hmm. new instance. So okay. if my Mastodon instance goes away, which has happened to a number of them, 
I can take my followers and and my my following list and I can migrate that over, but I can't take my posts with me. I can export yeah. the data. Uh, and, and that wasn't even a feature for a long time. I can export the data, but I can't then do anything with that data. Yeah. And, and that, that repost all your old posts. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I guess you could, well, and, and, and honestly, that was kind you of, you can't what, relive the past Gatsby. <laughs> right. And, and, and honestly that, um, that, that's one of the, the, the reasons, um, that, that they don't support it is that they're saying, okay, well, if we have to refederate all those posts, how, how do all the servers handle that? And how, do, how does that sort of thing happen? Um, uh, the way that, that um, Blue Sky is doing it is that they actually have kind of like a separate data store uh, that, that's decentralized. That Basically, you can change your domain name or, or like your handle and what server you're on, but that is separated from like your content, meaning like I own my content mm-hmm. and I can change my username and I could potentially change like the server and instance that I'm on. Um, but that content remains tied to me. Um, it, it, it's not the ownership of whatever server I'm on, which is, which is the case with, with Mastodon right now. Yeah. And, um, it, it, like you, as you said, it, it went in beta, uh, you know, and, and honestly it's, I, I think beta is a misnomer. It's alpha. Um, but it, but yeah. it opened up at, um, like the end, end of February. I think I joined like very early March. And when I first signed up, I'm going to be completely honest. No one was there. And I kind of forgot about it. Um, and then this past weekend they released an Android client and then started inviting more people. And then all of a sudden it blew up and it went from like a thousand people to like 45,000 in, in a matter of days. Apparently the wait list has over a million people on it. And, um, wow, those Android users was, <laughs> well, I, well, I, think, I, I don't think, I don't think it was Android. I mean, I think it's largely okay. iOS, but yeah. I think that it, I think that when they, I think here's what happened. I think that once they released an Android client, they then were like, okay, now we can start actively inviting more people. Okay. Yeah. See so what they, I'm saying? They opened it up. Yeah. More broadly. Right. And, okay. and, and so, um, like it, it's, it's interesting, um, uh, and people are are going crazy trying to get uh, you know invites. Um, I I've been lucky that that um, number of people have uh, 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 not number of people. I was gonna say I've been lucky that someone who knows someone was able to get me some invites. So I've been able to bring on about thirty five ish people so far, and and I've got more invites that I'm still trying to kind of bring on. Like like import, and I'm trying to be like uh, thoughtful about it. I'm trying to like invite mm-hmm. people that I think will bring uh, more to the platform. The onboarding experience is much, much easier than Mastodon. The yeah. app is easier to use to get set up. Like it's it's not going to be as responsive as a client like Ivory, but like the, the default experience is, I think, a lot easier and people really like that. Yeah. And um, uh, uh, you're going to bleep me here. Posting is back. Um, yeah. Th- this is good. No, this happened as like last night. Like this literally, I was like, because at first all these networks they're usually just kind of all are talking about each other and, and the meta of it and, and maybe like lamenting like, oh, this is so much better than the old place or, or this or that. Um, and and that's great and all, but I was like, okay, I need my memes. I need like my, you know, uh, deranged kind of comments. And the the like the, the weird Twitter people, uh, some of that contingent has arrived, which is great. Yeah. And, and makes me very, very happy. And... Uh, I mean, we'll see. I, th- I think that they're doing a lot of, of really, really interesting um, things with this, whether it will take off or not remains to be seen. But um, micro, micro.blog already has um, announced mm-hmm. a support for That's um, for Blue Sky, meaning that you could, if you use micro.blog, you can like cross post to both 
um, Mastodon and um, Blue Sky, which is cool. Yeah, so I I got on it last night, and I think my my initial reactions are that I I am more excited about the concept than the app itself sure. because of that uh, what I just mentioned about just the the mitigating the sort of f- friend bleed that happens every time a social media platform becomes. Mm-hmm uncool or boring or uh in in this case uh is taken over by an edgelord like that that does suck and it changes the the social you know fabric of our lives in ways that i i wasn't really even conscious of until twitter started kind of falling apart and people started leaving um and i started thinking about like friends of mine that have built careers on it etc so the I, th- I think what this represents to me at this moment and what Mastodon, frankly, also represents potentially is is more interesting to me than the reality of it. Um, I I'm st- obviously I have not spent a lot of time on it, but for me, I guess replacing the experience that I'm kind of still having on Twitter is not a huge priority, although I am intrigued by the idea of, you know, there being a new platform that the the cool S posting interesting funny people are actually using because the likelihood that I'll I'll read that and continue to kind of engage with it is more likely than than I think the, some some other new new platforms that kind of try to 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 break the mold mm-hmm. as it were um cuz I like I like using Twitter. It's it's been yeah. a part of my life for a long time. So, yeah, I, yeah. To- I totally agree. Like Twitter is is my home. Um, yeah. and, not trying and to recreate the wheel is is appealing in its own way. It, but it is. I'm not totally sold yet on this. Totally. And 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 like I said, I don't know how how long this is going to be. Uh, like uh, you know, things things can change really quickly. But it but it's one of those things where already yeah. this it feels stickier than Mastodon. I'm just going to be honest. And mm-hmm. and look, I love my Masties. Uh, <laughs> as, as I, as I called them yesterday and as, as a friend who used to work at Twitter pointed out, he was like, and already you've come up with a better branding name than anyone, uh, within, the, within Mastodon as, as, as evidenced by the, the term metaverse. <laughs> and I'm like, you're not wrong. Um, and, and I do, I, I love my Masties and, and I have a really good community there, but it is difficult for people who don't have, uh, kind of large pre-existing followings, I think to find people the lack, uh, by design of kind of a centralized search, um, is is a, it's a problem for many people. It's one that I I don't like and I kind of don't mm-hmm. agree with. Um, it, it's also a very ideological thing, frankly, Mastodon. And yeah. right now, like Blue Sky, it's not. Like it wants to be decentralized. They're wanting to do things the right way. I like how their engineering team is approaching things. It's still a small team. Um, but it, it, feels, it feels like, okay, if you're going to do a Twitter clone, this feels like this is it, but with the benefits of it not being centralized and I'm going to be honest for me, like without a, without having to deal with like the ideological, like framing of the mm-hmm. conversation, which is so intrinsic to Macedon and that I find completely and utterly exhausting. Yes. And I've just realized I didn't upload a profile photo. So anyway, we'll, I guess uh, Brie, I know is also using it. So we'll probably check in with her next week when we record to see what her thoughts are. But that is the situation with Blue Sky. Um, And uh, we'll continue as we do with so many things 
to follow it and explore it and uh, see how it pans out as we continue our coverage of social media platforms that are not Twitter. Dessert time. Disney is suing Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, alleging, uh, I'm quoting from The Verge here, his administration waged a targeted campaign of government retaliation against Disney's protected speech. This is the latest move in an escalating battle between the two um, entities. Uh, First, DeSantis passed the objectively awful, don't say gay law, Um, which was crucially, I will point out, passed by politicians that Disney had contributed money to. Oopsie. The law forbids teachers uh, from talking to elementary school students about sexuality and gender identity. Uh, In retaliation for Disney saying, we don't like that, even though oopsie, uh, DeSantis took over Disney's Reedy Creek Improvement District, Uh, which basically let Disney uh, act as its own county uh, around the parks and the park area, uh, according to THR, giving it the ability to impose taxes, adopt ordinances, and provide emergency services on land that's home to its sprawling theme park resort, among other powers. Um, Or it did have that ability because a law dissolving Reedy Creek and a few other special districts was passed this year, um, and it's been renamed the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District. In retaliation, let's see, then Ron DeSantis tried to appoint a new board, and then Disney made some changes that made Ron DeSantis' new board completely powerless. And now Disney is suing DeSantis for government retaliation, and in the words of many Tumblr users, I don't care if Disney wins, I just need DeSantis to lose. Um, really, really bare bones summary of what's going on down there. But, uh, you, you love to see the, the corporate entity with the most money in the world whose politics I don't like necessarily like fighting with the worst man in the world, um, who also has just like gone mad with power down there in Florida and made life, uh, really bad for, uh, for, (laughs) Most of the population, I will say, because women uh, are included uh, in in, uh, laws that DeSantis has signed, including, I think, didn't they just have like a terrible, terrible abortion law pass in Florida? I mean, they're in a bunch of places. I don't know if the Florida one is uh, as bad as in some of the places. I'm not familiar, to be completely honest with you. Either way, Disney I mean, suing I DeSantis, best case scenario. What do you think about this? Yeah, no, I mean, look, I, I think, and, and it, it's, it's, I'm in a rare position of like being vehemently in in agreement with the Disney lawyers, uh, which is not a position I'm usually in. Uh, I like the Disney Corporation, uh, as most people do. Uh, I think, like most people do, I, I find their lawyers both terrifying and and a little, yes, terrifying. I think is, is terrifying. The best thing. Yeah, that's correct. And, and and not necessarily always like good for uh like. The world, like the, their their stances on copyright and some other things. I mean, Disney is the most litigious company on the planet, and yes. I can't think of a company that has better lawyers, except maybe Oracle. Um, <laughs> and uh, and 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 if it were me, I would I would put Disney's ahead. God, the two of them facing off, that would be wow. That would be genuinely like like an Avengers level kind of like battle. Like that would uh, that, that that would be like uh, you know Thanos versus the Avengers, an Oscar winning uh, movie like Spotlight esque made about Disney's lawyers facing off. Oh my god, that would be f- okay. 
can we even imagine that'd be so good? But yeah. but this is one of those things where it is very fascinating to me. I'm like, yeah, okay, you take like the largest employer, like the largest, like, you know, the like the uh like largest like revenue source or whatever of the state, and then you want to try to kneecap them over some ideological stuff. And then when they speak out and are like, wait a minute, we don't agree with this, you try to then hinder what how they can operate in your state yeah how is that not a first amendment violation it really is because yeah it it is baffling to me because like from my understanding of it disney like did give money to desantis initially and what they've done now is not like they're not disney is not going into schools and airing like pro-gay movies no they just like made a statement i think once um Iger got back in yes. in charge of the company right because yeah. chapek had kind of whiffed this entire thing and created a mess for them it completely yeah chapek like whiffed the whole thing and then it was funny because a lot of certain investors were like oh see this is what happens when you go woke and i was like okay i'm sorry i don't know what planet you're on Iger is way more woke than chapek and you know had, had even talked about potentially running for president at one point. Um, yeah. and, and look, I, we don't need any more like septuagenarians like running for office, but like, frankly, like I, I, I wouldn't have been opposed to, to Bob Iger having been the candidate in, in 2020. I'm just going to say it. Um, or 2016 for that matter. I think would have maybe about think, 2024. Um, I mean, I, again, wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily be opposed. Uh, I think that he's, I think he's, a, I'm sorry. I'm just imagining just, it, it, I, obviously, this wouldn't be the case, but the future America where the oh, Disney yeah. party candidate runs. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, honestly, can you I mean, it, it, well, I mean, we look, deserve this. We, 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 we are we are a freaking mess of corporate conglomerates and monopolies. We, we deserve the Disney party. We honestly do. I mean, look, imagine like, things would be so th- like, the government <laughs> would like be would be run so well. Things would be really expensive. And and you would have like this feeling that things were just not like right. Like there'd be this uncanny valley thing about how like government services were run. You're like, I, you know, I don't feel like this is okay. This feels fake, but it's run really well. And I'm really happy. And I'm not even thinking about like how high my taxes are, um, you know, I, I or, or, or what else I'm paying. Like it, it would, it'd be interesting. No, but this is, uh, but, but yeah, but Chapek whiffed the whole thing. All they said was we don't agree with some of these policies. And he took a yeah. long time to, to speak out and then employees got mad at him about it. Whereas, and, and, and Iger had even criticized him. This is before he'd rejoined as CEO yeah. and, and he wasn't even chairman anymore. He was like, just like a big shareholder and was like, I think that this is terrible. Of course this is bad. And, and now he's basically, um, because here's the thing with Bob Iger, like he might be woke, he might be whatever, but like he's first and foremost like a businessman and mm-hmm. he's going, okay, you're trying to mess with our, you're trying to mess with our money. You're trying to mess with our business and and yeah. you're trying to control things and run our business and no one's going to control Disney except for Bob Iger. Bob Iger it, like it didn't want to leave control to begin with. Like he, he delayed his, uh, you know, uh, retirement like six times uh, you know, like, 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 it, you know, basically a uh, succession away. over here. <laughs> oh, completely. He forced away a whole bunch of, uh, you know, potential um, um, uh, six, six successors, picked the wrong guy by his own admission and then came back, came back like after you like, know, he no, was gone. I can't get enough. So, so, uh... so, so it's like, do you think that this man is really going to hand over the keys to the kingdom, pun intended, to to uh, Ron DeSantis and the state of Florida? Absolutely not. But but also putting putting any of that aside, I really do think that this is a First Amendment issue. Like uh, people, yeah, a lot of absolutely. times we talk about 
a lot of times when we talk about free speech, it is not a First Amendment issue. It is talking about mm-hmm. like um, private, spe- you know, speech on private platforms. In this yeah. case, this is absolutely the government um, punishing you and encroaching on uh, free speech. And and yeah. as has been proven, corporations are allowed to have speech like that. That's that's yeah. that's been a proven thing. So um, I'm excited to see how this shakes out. But man, I wouldn't want to be the state of Florida because again, biggest employer, massive, massive reason for them to have you know tourism. It it reminds me a little bit of when Georgia, my home state, tried to to pass some of the bathroom bills, and Hollywood was mm. basically like, okay, well if you do that, we're all going to pull out. Yeah, and yeah. then then even the state of Georgia, who notoriously hates the city of Atlanta and hates that the city of Atlanta is the only reason that Georgia is at all irrelevant. Um, state in the conversation because without which it would would be West Virginia. Um, And yeah, I don't care who that insults. That's, that's objectively true. Um, Nothing against anybody who lives in West Virginia, but it's, you know, lowest on the totem pole for reasons. Um, And without that, Georgia would be there too. And, and when that happened and you're like, oh, all of our money, which comes from the city of Atlanta and which comes from the, uh, you know, the the tax bills uh, from the film and television office uh, would go away they were like, okay, well, maybe we won't pass this, even though we actually really do hate um, a, a lot of a <laughs> lot of our citizens, um, people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I don't know. It's fascinating. I, I think, uh, it, but this is this is a very interesting thing to see how this will uh, play out. But it also it, it's not dissimilar with um, you know Montana. It's a little bit different because because Florida has way more money than Montana, but it's kind of like Montana's idiotic like attempt to try to ban TikTok. And I'm like, yeah. you do realize, Which and, and I'm like, and, and I'm like, you do realize, and, and part of that bill is like, oh, we will fine Apple and Google and any app store who like, a, a, like allows like uh, Montana citizens to download the app, which a completely, you know, wouldn't pass the thing federally or whatever. Like that's, you know, the states can't, can't do those things. But on the other hand, it's like, you do realize that like Apple and Google have like orders of magnitude more money than your entire state budget. And like that's kind of the same way yeah. with like Disney and 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 Florida. Like Disney literally yeah. has more money than than the state of Florida. I just and saw it's not an close. article. Yeah, the AP published an article. Let's see, two hours ago, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis uh, says that Disney's uh, lawsuit is political. <laughs> yeah, no joke. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's kind of the point. Yeah, of um, course it is. Because you made it political. <laughs> because because you 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 are trying to control what they're doing. I mean, also, can we just talk about and I know we, we gotta go to to do our our, our boosty yeah. stuff. The irony of a, a pro business, like uh, um, you know, pro like like government not intervening, kind of like uh, a governor and, and state who, you know, tries to to put all these things into place, being like, oh yeah. Um, but we, the government, um, can um, now impede um, a business's ability to run their business because we don't like something they said. Like, but that's not political, right? I was going to say, <laughs> but but also, like, can you imagine if if this had been any other scenario, like where it wasn't a Republican doing this? Can you imagine what the Republican oh response would God, be? Oh my God, the chaos! Uh, it would be it, awful. Um, also, I got a, I Googled it, uh, DeSantis, yes, signed a six-week abortion ban into law in Florida oh, God. Uh, on April 14th. So, Oh, my yes. God. Okay. So, I, so that's horrific. <laughs> I mean, you don't even know yes. if you're pregnant um, uh, in, in most cases. Um, 
at yeah. six weeks. That's absolutely horrific. And so Florida has Ron DeSantis has personally done a lot of things to hurt uh, the category of people with uteruses as well as uh, LGBT people. So, yeah, he sucks Look, whole butt. <laughs> OK, but, but let me pose a question to you, because this yeah. just occurred to me and this is really. Oh, God, this is a really terrible thought, but I, I'm going to put it out there. Okay, so DeSantis is polling behind Trump, and that doesn't mean anything yet, but but it is true. What if mm-hmm. this Disney lawsuit, what if this ensures that Trump is the nominee? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, I just had that I thought, have- and I had to share it, because it ruined my, it ruined my, like, enjoyment of this, and so I had to share uh, it with you. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, uh, I'm Christina, still here for the popcorn. To- yeah, of course. <laughs> what are you up to this week? Also, my 9.30 did get moved to 10, so we do have a little – we have more than 15 oh. minutes of time. Go oh, on. Oh, fantastic, because we're going to need it. Um, okay. We need it. So, we do. I, I need to hear all about this. Um, so I am flying to Atlanta on a red eye tonight, uh, and I'm taking my mom to Taylor Swift on, uh, on Friday, uh, her first of three shows in Atlanta, the state that I was just speaking about. Um, and uh, where apparently there are already people um, – uh, in in line downtown waiting just for the merch just just for the merch truck drop that that opened on thursday for the taylor swift concert don't do that oh my goodness the the, the merch thing the unique merch that she's offering on the tour is not that good don't wait 10 hours for a sweatshirt don't do it don't do it yeah anyway what we should be doing is trying to recreate her outfits correct through any means Uh, possible we don't need uh, the official merch because her fashion on this tour is impeccable it is it is impeccable. I saw a fantastic TikTok of uh, I think it was from the Tampa show of uh, she played the man as one of her surprise songs, and the, um, a, a group of girls had all come dressed as the man, and then like <gasps> oh were, were incredibly excited by it. It was great. Anyway, taking my mom to Taylor Swift. I'm very very excited, um, and then I'm going to be in Atlanta for ten days, so um, I will be recording remotely uh, next week because my nephew nice. his second birthday is on May 1st but we're celebrating oh my his God. birthday a week later. I know, can he's you believe he's two? two? He's already Stop. two. I know, I'm so excited to get to see him. And so, I'm going I'm going home but but more importantly I'm going to Taylor and um taking my mom to Taylor. My mom was a little bit like she was like, "Oh, I don't know if I want to, you know, we want to go and do the whole thing." And I'm like, "This is a once in a lifetime tour." Like yeah, you do not spit on Ira's tickets. Mother Warren, you you accept them. I'm oh, no, so no, sorry. Has. No, 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 no. She has. She just, I think, like she was like, oh, I don't know if you need to try to get them or this or that. And I was like, look, yeah, was like, yeah. we had a great time at Adele, and that was a, a, a like a, a one of her best trips of Beautiful trip of a experience. lifetime. But this, I was like, I love Adele, and I've taken my mom to a lot of concerts. I was like, but this is this is Taylor. Yeah. So this is the people are shedding blood to get these tickets. Mm-hmm. It's the show of a lifetime. Uh, this week, I <laughs> I'm going to the Bridgerton experience ah! today. I'm so excited. Uh, it's going to be very silly. I think I, I I'm very excited. It says that there will be performances there and a favorite <laughs> will be chosen. Ooh. that being Ooh. said, I've also heard that it's probably more of like like similar to the ice cream museum, like an Instagram oh, experience. Yeah. That oh, I was being say, said, this is totally, I don't care. This is totally, I was I'm gonna say this time. is no. I was gonna say this is totally a, a, an Instagram thing, like a lot of these pop up things are. But um, you buried the lead. You, you've been working on your own costume. 
Yes. So I, uh, a maniac who am still high on the fumes of Carnival 2023, decided mm-hmm. I cannot simply wear my uh, existing Regency dress to the Bridgerton experience. I have no, to make a not. new Regency dress. And also, it's it's sewing practice for me because I'm probably going to make most of my costumes for Carnival next year. I need to learn how to make dresses. So I made a Regency dress. I just, I, I finished, mostly finished it last night. Amazing. It is made of pink, uh, like a light pink Korean silk. It has puff sleeves. It's a drawstring uh, tie on the waist and the neck. So it, it kind of, you, you can f- choose kind of how it fits. Um, I learned so much making this dress. I made so many mistakes. I was like, I, I made it in muslin first. And I was like, all right, this is going to be my dress to make all the mistakes. And then I started working on the real dress with the real fabric. And right. I immediately like cut my finger open opening a can of coffee and i was like i I was like putting my fabric through the machine and i was like i'm bleeding (laughs) there's blood on my i didn't get okay i did get a small small amount on the dress but i got it out i got it out but i was like really as soon as i start working with my beautiful expensive fabric Right, I, I'm bleeding. You're <laughs> well, well, now. Now, now you're kind of understanding. Like I, I, I don't sew. Um, my mom um, uh, does, or she used to. Uh, she yeah. made all of her own clothes, like in in the '70s and stuff, and it was quite good. Um, me, I, I don't, I don't do those things. Although I respect people who do, but this is why, like, I guess they have like finger guards and other stuff because, yes. you know, like you realize, like, <laughs> oh, a, like it's bleeders, and like I'll get stuff all over it, and and you know, in my sewing machine and whatnot. So I love this for you. I um, I also thank you. you. Said you like that you did it first in muslin. Like I, my entire knowledge of of like uh of clothing design and and uh, creation comes exclusively from Project Runway. So of course, good. That's that's like what I think about. You know, all of them doing their muslin dresses first. So I love this for you. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to get better at sewing. I'm trying to just to do things right and take my time because I, I have a bad habit. Like when I start something of just being like, well, OK, I'll just try whack it together see what happens. And I'm trying not to do that because uh, I want to get good at this. And I find it very like as a hobby. I, I don't have a lot of hobbies that don't involve screen. I like mm-hmm. watching TV. I like playing games. Yep. I like browsing the Internet, being on Tumblr, uh, even writing. If I do writing involves screen. And this totally. is one thing where it just like totally takes me out of like my this. head, takes me off the internet and lets me like make something with my hands. It's so nice. Yeah. Anyway. I love it. Thank you. I hope to debut many more dresses on yes. Instagram.com say, where you can well, was, find me. I was going to say, I was going to say, are you going to be posting? I'm sure like, because this will be a very Instagram heavy experience. Will you be posting photos of yourself and your outfit um, at the experience? Definitely. Yes. Wonderful. I'm going with my coworker Patrona, uh, who writes great uh, entertainment coverage for us on Polygon.com. Um, is we're we're ready to have a good time and be the favorite. Um, Christina, where can I find you online? You can find me at film underscore girl on Twitter and Instagram. You can find the videos that I do at work at youtube.com slash GitHub. You can find me at blue sky at film girl one word because they don't allow underscores at bsky.social or whatever it is. Um, I'm probably going to change it to my own domain, uh, probably christina.social, but it might be filmgirl.social. I don't know yet. Oh, and you can find me on, on, on Mastodon because I'm on all the things. I'm going to make a, I'm going to make oh a link tree, except I'm going to make a link tree, except it's going to be actually like my own. 
um, uh, I'm not paying them, uh, and huh. I own a million domains at uh, at at, at filmgirl at mastodon.social. So you can find me at all the places. Uh, I'm I'm filmgirl or film underscore girl, depending. I try to use the underscore for consistency. It's not always possible. That's that's where I'm at. It would be nice if you could have it as one word on all of them, but I understand the I know, need for I, the I, I, I know, but it's then I'd have to go... It's a popular name. But then I'd have to go back to, to 2007, Simone, and no, I'd no. have to go back further than that. I'd have to go back further than that when I chose to use underscores. I don't know why. I Mistakes mean, we were, were all made. using them. We were all... Well, we, we all... Okay. We, we, we all <laughs> did. And, and look, also in fairness to me, I did not ever think that I would have a career that was almost entirely predicated on the fact that I was extremely good online. I did not ever yep. think that like my social media network things would wind up leading to me yep. having a job like this, like what we're doing here. Thank you boosties yeah. for, for helping us continue to do this. Um, uh, let alone like my actual careers. So, yeah. And you can find me on all social media at doom quasar, including on blue sky. Um, and on Instagram and Twitter, et cetera. And you can find my videos at twitch.tv slash polygon, youtube.tv, youtube.com slash polygon. Um, and our TikTok is at polygon as well. Thank you so much to everyone for listening to this episode of Rocket. If you are a boostie, someone who supports the show directly, gets an ad-free version and a bonus segment every week um, by going to relay.fm slash membership and signing up, you are about to hear Christina and I wax uh, on about uh, Swift Onzo, <laughs> the rumored relationship between Taylor Swift and Formula One driver Fernando Alonso. Um, and it will be so normal, so, so normal and not weird at all. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode of Rocket. Please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And this episode is terminated. Terminated. Terminated.